right now on Matter of Fact. I own a house in Milwaukee and I pay much less per month than the people on this block. That pisses me off. Affordable housing advocates are in a lopsided battle. They're competing with some of these companies that have millions and millions of dollars in the bank. They're racing to help local buyers get homes before they're snapped up by private investment firms. And now the county is stepping in with a plan. We want to be able to support about 17,000 black and brown families who aspire to really buy a home. Plus, good morning, let's make some breakfast. A New York mother is now using her voice on TikTok to help families just like hers. I think that people feel really guilty for using government assistance. And throw the weed, Dan. A treaty signed nearly 200 years ago guaranteed a tribal nation a seat in Congress. It's an opportunity for the United States to honor its commitment it made to us so long ago. Now their descendants are demanding what they're owed. I'm Soledad O'Brien. Welcome to Matter of Fact. It's happening all across the U.S., the struggle to provide enough affordable housing. One of the major hurdles, in some places, out-of-state investors buying housing stock in bulk, competing with local first-time homebuyers. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, owning a house is still relatively affordable. But in recent years, homes in predominantly black neighborhoods are being snatched up by investors before people even see a listing. Last fall, our correspondent Dan Lieberman traveled to Milwaukee to see how one innovative program is helping residents compete for the keys to their first homes. I'm the first homeowner in my family. To get those keys in your hand, there's nothing like it. Milwaukee native Ray Johnson knows what a big deal it is to own this five-bedroom house. Ray was able to buy the home with the help of Axe Housing, a nonprofit that works mainly with black and Latino families to take them from being renters to buyers. Axe families, we get $50,000 for our mortgages to either buy a home outright or you get that $50,000 for your rehab costs. I got $50,000 from Axe and I put in about $30,000 of my own money to rehab this house. While Ray is a success story, many would-be home buyers are increasingly facing steep competition from private equity-backed investors in the real estate market. So why did you want to show us this very block? This block is really a microcosm of the trends we've seen in Milwaukee since the housing crisis. Researcher John Johnson studies housing and demographic policy issues at Marquette University Law School. Highgrove Holdings owns lots of houses on this block. Out-of-state investors and private equity firms are buying up hundreds of homes in Milwaukee, often before they're advertised by real estate companies. These six houses, they bought them in one package deal for $520,000. Now, per property, it's not exorbitant, but because it was sold in a package like that, you don't even have the chance if you're somebody who just wants to buy a house to live in. This is it. The first acquisition house. Dorothy York is Axe Housing's real estate vice president. To compete with private companies, her organization has raised millions from private donations. Now we are actually buying the houses. We're getting in there. We're making sure that we then turn those over for home ownership and making those homes affordable for the families we serve. Ray feels lucky to be paying a $600 a month mortgage, but wants more people to have the same opportunity. We want dollars to stay here in Milwaukee to make sure that people have what they need. It's all, that's what equity is. In Milwaukee, I'm Dan Lieberman 
for Matter of Fact. We reached out to Highgrove Holdings, one of several firms buying homes in Milwaukee, and we asked them to comment on the impact of these equity-backed purchases. Highgrove responded in a statement saying, in part, quote, as long-term holders of property, not flippers, we have a vested interest in the neighborhoods we serve, end quote. Earlier this month, Milwaukee County announced plans to help create more affordable housing. David Crowley is the Milwaukee County Executive. Mr. Crowley, thank you for joining me. So let's begin with these housing plans. Can you specifically spell out what they are and what they do? We are partnering with Axe Housing, which has been a great partner in the work of really getting residents into affordable housing. And so we are using $2.5 million in federal ARPA funds to support Axe Housing Home Acquisition Fund. And really what the goal is, is, is to acquire at least 100 properties this year and really convert them into owner-occupied homes with 80% of homeowners coming from communities of color. We want to be able to support about 17,000 black and brown uh, families in our area who aspire to really buy a home. At the end of the day, we know that affordable housing is one of the greatest challenges that we have. I know you know that there are critics, and some of the criticisms are around, I guess, the definition in some ways of affordable housing, that there are people who actually can't afford the affordable housing, that that actually is even too far out of their reach. How do you deal with those folks? People must understand, when we talk about affordable housing, right, people automatically assume that we're talking about the poorest of the poor. But we're talking about the people who collect our garbage every day. We're talking about nurses. We're talking teachers. We're talking public health and public safety individuals. And this is near and dear and personal for me because growing up, you know, I was evicted three times within a two-year span. So I understand how housing stability can take a toll and, and the stress that comes with that. How do you compete with these big private investors uh, in the long run? I mean, it seems like they're better funded. They can stick it out longer. They don't have to deal with politics. It seems like they have a tremendous advantage. When you think about the limited resources that we have as government compared to the private sector, you know, it can seem daunting. But in order to compete with many of these private industries, we know that we have to go into the private market as well. You can't do this work without collaboration, without partnership. And the pandemic showed us the disparities that were happening. And when we talk about social determinants of health, we have to recognize that housing is a huge piece of that. And so if a person does not have access to adequate housing, then how can they worry about finding employment? How can they worry about their own health when they don't even have, know where they're going to be living or staying for that night? And so it's extremely important that we continue to lock arms with many of our municipal leaders and finding ways to build more affordable housing. David Crowley is the Milwaukee County Executive. Thank you for talking with me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next on Matter of Fact, the same treaty that led to the Trail of Tears also guaranteed a tribal nation a seat in Congress. That's really about voice and re recognition and representation. Now the leader of the Cherokee Nation is asking the U.S. government to make good on a promise. Plus, I'm going to use my wit card first. A New York mother is taking to TikTok red pepper. to help people feed their families on a limited budget. And later, it looks like a great place to spend an afternoon. We take you to the unique trail, making sure people along the neurodivergent spectrum have a good time. You're watching Matter of Fact, America's number one nationally syndicated public affairs news magazine.
It's been nearly 200 years since the United States signed a treaty agreeing to give the Cherokee Nation a seat in Congress, but it never happened. Now, the tribe, the largest in the country, wants the government to make good on its word. Last November, the House Rules Committee held a historic hearing about seating the Cherokee Nation's delegate. Our special correspondent, Joey Chen, heads to Oklahoma to talk to the principal chief of the Cherokee Nation about that unfulfilled promise. Beneath the dome of the U.S. Capitol, in the hall that houses gifts from each of the 50 states, stands the legendary Cherokee Sequoia, a fitting representative of the state of Oklahoma and a reminder of a promise unkept. It's a very simple declarative sentence, but the United States wrote it and we're taking them up on the offer. The offer Cherokee Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin refers to comes from this, the bitterly divisive 1835 Treaty of New Echota. This is a document that's a source of pain. and This is a document that represents the United States' betrayal of Cherokee Nation and the United States' betrayal of its own principles. The treaty was the final straw that led to the forced removal of Cherokees on the Trail of Tears. Some 4,000 Cherokees, almost a quarter of the tribe, died as the U.S. military drove them from their ancestral homelands west to what is today eastern Oklahoma. But the treaty signed by the notoriously anti-Native President Andrew Jackson and ratified by the U.S. Senate, also contained a surprising provision, Article 7, which says the Cherokee shall be entitled to a delegate in the House of Representatives of the United States whenever Congress shall make provision for the same. The Cherokee believe that whenever is now. Why are we dealing with this almost 200 years later? Here's the way we see it. The President of the United States signed the treaty. His people crafted the treaty. The Senate of the United States ratified the treaty. Was it nearly two centuries ago? Yes, still the law of the land. It's now incumbent on the House to take that final action to fulfill the when Congress shall make provision for the same. It is stipulated that they shall be entitled to a delegate in the House of Representatives. The Cherokee got as close as they've ever been to seeing that promise fulfilled. For the first time ever, House members debated some issues still to be resolved, including how the delegate should be chosen. The Cherokee Nation has identified its choice, who would not have a vote in Congress, but would have a voice. What will be different when you are a seated delegate? Well, Cherokee Nation would have a seat at the table when making laws, formulating laws that will impact the Cherokee Nation, but not just us, right? It will be an extra seat at the table whenever we're talking about Native Americans generally. At the top of the agenda, funding for language preservation and education. The tribe recently opened a $20 million language center with immersive teaching for children and adults. I think driving home for all of us Cherokees that having a voice matters, whether it's in Cherokee or on the floor of the house. For Matter of Fact, I'm Joey Chen in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Two more Cherokee tribes, the United Katua Band and Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, say they too are entitled to a congressional seat. They claim the treaty was signed by the Cherokee people, not the Cherokee Nation. In response, the Cherokee Nation said, quote, the Cherokee Nation does not believe either the Katua or Eastern Band has standing regarding the delegate, end quote. Coming up. Nearly 50 million people depend on government food assistance programs each month. 
This New York mom is one of them. How she's using her voice to help families make creative and healthy food on a budget. Plus, the lightning rod was invented in 1749, and now it's getting a modern day upgrade with high powered lasers. Welcome back to Matter of Fact. Nearly 50 million people depend on government food assistance programs each month. Now that number could climb as skyrocketing prices at the grocery store push even more families to apply for help. WIC is one of those programs. It's the special supplemental nutrition program for low-income women and infants and children. Households get a voucher to buy specifically labeled foods at stores, and that can be limiting for families who are trying to make their food stretch for the entire month. Our correspondent, Jessica Gomez, introduces us to one New York mom who's using the short-term help and is now going viral as she helps others eat healthy food on a tight budget. A trip to the grocery store. For 28-year-old Sunny Rudd of Brooklyn, there's always a game plan. So every time I get here, I have to pull up the app on my phone and it shows you kind of everything that you get for the month. Sunny is a WIC recipient. WIC is a federal grant program that helps low-income women, infants, and children with supplemental nutrition. So I have $49 in produce right now, and that's for the month. I'm gonna use like $10 today. But for Sunny, it wasn't always this way. Graduating from New York University with a master's degree in musical theater, the single mom knew she would need some temporary help getting by. I applied for WIC like early on in my pregnancy and that's how I was paying for everything. So on the shelf, you see these green WIC labels. Just because it is labeled on the shelf does not mean that it's covered on your package. A process, she says, that took some navigating. I'm gonna use my WIC card first, yeah. Both at the grocery store. I'm gonna make a sweet potato and chickpea curry. And in the kitchen. When someone gives you a can of beans and a carton of eggs and a box of cereal, it's like make a meal for your family. And not everyone has the tools to do that. While learning those tools herself, Sunny started documenting her journey, mostly on the social media platform TikTok. Good morning, let's make some breakfast. I realized that I was like developing a skill and I started talking about that skill online. Her recipes resonated. But as her social media following took off, at first, Sunny says it wasn't all sunshine. If you use your own money, you don't have to worry about things being WIC approved. Anything to live off handouts, I guess. I think that people feel really guilty for using government assistance because other people are quick to shame you for using it. We need red pepper. Then something happened. A few of her recipes went viral. This one for grilled cheese and tomato soup, racking up some 10 million views on both TikTok and Twitter. This is crazy because I just like posted this video and it's like, it's not stopping. What I've learned recently is that there's a lot of people that are not on WIC that are still following me for affordable nutrition. Show them, I'm using these chickpeas. Her growing platform now attracting dietitians, nutrition companies, and the nonprofits that help distribute WIC benefits. Some partnering with and now paying Sunny to share what she's learned. I feel so grateful because I've built this community of people that I can relate to. 
a community that may soon help Sunny and her daughter no longer need the extra help. I'm like waiting for the day where I can just like pop on my TikTok and tell everybody like, I have terrible news, you know? <laughs> Which would not be terrible news for me, but that day has not come yet. <laughs> In Brooklyn, New York, for Matter of Fact, I'm Jessica Gomez. Ahead on Matter of Fact. It's the most ambitious jolt in lightning protection since Benjamin Franklin's invention. The lightning rod goes high tech with the help of laser beams. And later, a trail that connects people on the neurodivergent spectrum to nature. To stay up to date with Matter of Fact, sign up for our newsletter at matteroffact.tv. It's the most ambitious jolt in lightning protection since Benjamin Franklin's invention. After nearly three centuries, scientists are using laser technology to improve on Franklin's famous lightning rod. His design was a simple iron rod attached to the top of a building and connected to the ground with a wire. When struck by lightning, it safely conducts the electrical charge into the ground. But it can only protect a small area. Well, now researchers in Switzerland are sharing the test results of the laser lightning rod, or the LLR. How does it work? Well, it's a machine about the size of a minivan that shoots out 1,000 beams of light in just one second. That's powerful enough to ionize the air, making it a conductor that electricity follows. In 2021, the group aimed their invention into the clouds above a mountaintop communications tower during a week of stormy weather. The machine was able to redirect bolts of lightning to the tower's lightning rod four times. One strike followed the laser's path for nearly 200 feet. And that gives researchers hope their invention will protect places like airports and power plants and rocket launch pads. Lightning strikes there can cause millions or even billions of dollars of damage. It could take at least a decade to refine the technology so it doesn't interfere with airplanes in flight. Still ahead on Matter of Fact, a guided tour along a trail catering to the needs of the neurodivergent community. We've all been there when hiking a new trail, or at least I have. You take a wrong turn, you get a little lost, you've been confused by the signs. For some people, including many on the neurodivergent spectrum, that confusion is more than just a minor inconvenience. The Autism Nature Trail in New York's Letchworth State Park aims to change that. It's a one-mile, wheelchair-accessible path with several stations so that visitors can explore a range of experiences, including playing drums. And it's a loop so visitors can feel safe and never get lost. It's all thanks to a group of professional women who volunteered their time to help create the trail. They designed the experience based on the advice from physical and occupational therapists. And also Temple Grandin, she's the famed Colorado State academic and activist. The trail opened in 2021, and the founders say it's the first specifically designed for neurodivergent adventurers, and they hope that that model is replicated elsewhere. It looks like a great place to spend an afternoon. That's it for this edition of Matter of Fact. I'm Soledad O'Brien, and I'll see you back here next week. Listen to Matter of Fact with Soledad O'Brien on your favorite podcast provider. Watch us during the week on FYI and YouTube.